I'm going to read to you from Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 26. This is the New Living Translation. So, I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. No, no, we are still we are still looking at fruits of the spirit. So um, I get the the, uh, the chance now to uh, have a quick recap of the first three fruits of the spirit that we have been learning about. So you know what they are: love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace. Brilliant. But first, can you remember uh, that we said right at the very beginning it was John who did all of these uh, these talks on love, joy, peace? So if you know if I get this wrong, John, just jump right in there. Um, And John did say that uh, growing fruit is not just a case of walking into Sainsbury's or Asda. It doesn't just appear there. It needs hard work to grow it, to cultivate it. It takes time. It takes effort. And exactly the same is true of fruit of the spirit. So that's a very important point. Do you remember the life cycle of the butterfly? Egg. Caterpillar. Chrysalis, butterfly. Brilliant, yes. Unfortunately, we do not change in definite stages like the butterfly. Our characters change progressively. And it's a 
well, I always think it's a bit more like a two steps forward, one step back, or actually one step forward, three steps back. Anyway, it's not a, you know, a definite, once I've done this, it's done. So we need to just pair that in mind when we're talking about uh, fruit of the spirit. And in order to keep up the momentum of going forward, we've got to keep in step with God's spirit. And even last week, John mentioned about keeping in step with the spirit was a bit like being part of a Roman army. Do you remember that pictures? And, and I thought this was a brilliant picture because you, you get the picture of marching. Um, you are keeping alongside when you're marching um, and you are following rules when you're marching. And so those are two good things that we can think about when we want to produce fruit. We've got to keep alongside God and we've got to follow God's rules. So let's get on to the, the, the quick recap then. Love. Love with God's love, which is called agape. The, is that the Greek word, actually? Yes, the Greek word for love is agape. It's a decision. It's a choice. It takes practice, and it will continue to need practicing throughout all of our lives. It's a challenge to show love and not to care about the result, um, because it might not be reciprocated. And it's nothing to do with how much the other person deserves it. Here's a brilliant quote about agape, which John didn't actually think, but I found this as I was looking up today, and I just thought I'll share this because it's such a succinct picture of what agape love is. Um, so as a, a summary, it's great. Agape love is unconcerned with the self and concerned with the greatest good of another. Agape isn't born just out of emotions, feelings, familiarity, or attraction, but from the will and as a choice. Agape requires faithfulness, commitment, and sacrifice without expecting anything in return. <laughs> we can do it, because God is growing this in us. So, next one is joy. Joy is grace recognized. We know that God has given us grace in our lives, whatever our circumstances. And so we can experience and show joy when we recognize that grace in our lives. So it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. We know the grace is there. We have to recognize it. Then we see the joy. And so it's not dependent upon an easy life. It's not dependent on any of the circumstances because we know we're all going through tough stuff. It's all about being joyful, is about doing it in spite of the circumstances we're in. See the grace, know the joy. Tick. Peace, then. So the word for peace uh, used means when all essential parts are joined together. So it's a bit like wholeness of mind and spirit. And again, nothing to do with external circumstances. So we're getting the idea here. It doesn't matter where we are or what we're going through. These fruit can be grown in us. We can see them. We can do them. doesn't matter. No excuses about what's going on in our lives. But here's a, here's a good one. Sin is the stealer of peace. Oops. Yes. So now, you know, I don't need to tell you. Don't sin. Okay, yeah. So it's a fact that believers in Jesus go through uh, as many storms in life, um, Jesus and the disciples in the boat, remember, uh, just like everybody else. But true peace we can get from knowing God's grace. 
all about God's grace, know him, get the peace, nothing to do with the circumstances. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, we know that. Is he also the King of Nudges? Is one of the things that John said. Watch out for those nudges from Jesus, which can keep us heading away from the sin and heading more into the arms of God, where we find the peace. So, I have the privilege of reminding you about the next three in the list. I certainly had certain verses and comments that I recalled, and you may have others, of course. It's funny how we all hear something different, isn't it? But it's good to be reminded. Patience. Remember the translation of that word in the New Testament means so much more in the Greek. Our dictionary says the capacity to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. The Bible is saying endure for a long time without giving in to anger. So not just getting annoyed. It also has the meaning of the quality of enduring or remaining under difficult circumstances and challenges. There is a strong element of waiting patiently for God to do his work, closely linked to trusting him. Endurance and long-suffering are attributes of God, and he is the one who gives us the ability who will grow that fruit in us if we remain in him. Ways to help us? Slow down. Thank him, whatever the circumstance. Jill certainly mentioned whatever the circumstance. Seek his will and trust he knows what he's doing. Kindness. Again, we need God's supernatural help in being truly kind to people. There is no shortage of people who would benefit from kind acts and kind words. It is not just about making people happy, though. It is stronger than that. Remember the example of the people in Malta who showed, and the word translated, extraordinary, unusual, remarkable kindness to Paul when he was shipwrecked. So they weren't just nice, which is not a very descriptive word. They were extraordinarily kind. They went that extra mile. Goodness. When we heard about goodness, we were looking at a tree in an orchard, just because it's a little bit more accessible than a vine, because we don't, many of us grow vines in our gardens. It has a trunk. That trunk is God, and we are the branches. Our job is to be the branch that is stuck into the tree. A branch that is not attached is dead. We need to trust that Jesus has done all that is necessary for our salvation and let the fruit of the Spirit grow in us. Again, it's that word trust. It's simple trust, Jesus. And the phrase that I'm sure you will all remember for that one is, do the right thing, don't do the wrong thing.
about the last three fruits of the Spirit then, just now. If you remember, the first one was faithfulness we were thinking about. So, our main thought about this was that, as uh, we heard earlier, do the right thing, don't do the right thing, but to be faithful, we can be doing the right thing, but if we don't do the right thing, get back to doing the right thing. Main thought for gentleness. We were thinking gentleness is a strength and not a vice, as it was thought of when Paul wrote the letter. How do you show that? In all kinds of ways. And then we were thinking about self-control. We were saying that with self-control, we were thinking about the rocket that still hasn't launched. <laughs> but this tremendous power in the rocket, and this tremendous power in our lives, tremendous power in the way we speak and act to people. So we need to be self-controlled because we are powerful people. Everyone is powerful. There they all are. And so what we're saying is all of these things that Paul has suggested to us, they don't come easy quite often. But the idea is we need to be aware, we need to accept, we need to practice that these things become regular habits. And then it's, what's next, Lord? Because there might be nine things there, but that doesn't mean it's just nine things that God wants to speak to you about your character. And like we've heard already, we're thinking, Lord, help me to keep in step with you. All these talks are on the website, so if you want to look at them again, either with a, a, a written version or the audio version, they're all there. You can have a look at them. The fruit of the Spirit. 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 Love, joy, peace, peace. Love, joy, and peace. Love, joy, and peace. Patience, kindness, goodness. Patience, kindness, goodness. Patience, kindness, goodness. Patience, kindness, goodness. Patience, kindness, pray and say, Lord, help us to know more about you. Be close to you. That's what we want to do. So Lord, we have had a great time this morning, but Lord, we want to be close to you. We want to know you more, Lord, our Saviour, our Lord, our Redeemer. So Lord, as we think about these things and maybe some of these words go through our mind over the next few days, help us, Lord, to be close to you, keeping in step with you, and help us to follow you with all our hearts so that people will know you. We don't just keep these things to ourselves, but our character will be more godly and lovely because of our times with you and with each other. Amen.